Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. friends welcome to the coffee and comics podcast i'm your host the caffeinated clinton robison if you're new here i tend to talk about a comic or related media in the span of time it takes to have a coffee break doesn't always work but we do what we can since it's nearing the end of the year that means it's time for another holiday special most of the stories out there are christmas focused so apologies to our non-christian slash non-observant listeners I do hope you'll stick around, though. I promise this is a treat. This is from the 2005 Marvel Holiday Special. I'm looking at just one of the three stories here, but I promise it's worthwhile. This one is The Mole Man's Christmas. Writer Shannon Garrity, with special thanks to Andrew Farrago. Pencils by Roger Landrich. Inks by Al Gordon. Colors by Soda Colors Jay Brown. Letters by Art Monkeys Dave Lamphere. Editor John Barber. Consulting editor Ralph Macchio. And the editor in chief Joe Quesada. Boy, lots of outsourcing and resourcing in this one, huh? Okay, well, whatever. In the basement of a New York department store, kids are lined up to see Santa and give him their Christmas wish list. But just as he's promising kids all their greedy little desires, the floor begins to shake and rumble before a giant, monstrous hand reaches out and grabs Santa. 
the giant green creature climbs back down the hole with Santa in tow. Down in the lair of the Mole Men, the Moloids turn out to greet jolly old Saint Nick, but with no Mole Man in sight. They toss Santa into the Mole Man's throne, examine him up and down, consult some sort of framed picture, and declare a negative reaction to Santa. Santa is then tossed into a pit filled with other Santas. Yes, it appears the Moloids have been kidnapping each and every person dressed as Santa that they can find. And so it continues, until while trying to snatch a bell ringer dressed as Santa, that marvelous first family, the Fantastic Four, show up. The FF makes pretty short work of the Moloids, all while tossing around adorable little gags. Johnny only asks that Santa bring him a new MP3 player and a swimsuit model this year. I mean, come on. Attempts to question the Moloids prove worthless when Johnny finally remembers that Moloids actually can't speak English. So, of course, Mr. I'm smarter than you, um, I mean, I mean, Mr. Fantastic, takes a Moloid back to the lab to scan its brain. We see a memory of Moloids giving the Mole Man gifts. One such gift, a snow globe, causes the Mole Man to whisper, Santa! and drop the snow globe on the step up to the throne in a rather half-baked nod to Citizen Kane, I'm sure. Then the Mole Man saunters away. He's been missing ever since. Apparently the Moloids hope that bringing the right Santa to, will bring the Mole Man back. Or something. Fantastic Four logic here, people. Anyway, Reed decides they are all going to go hop down a mole hole and nip this thing in the bud. Somehow, the Thing is the only one with heart and forethought to try to actually investigate what's going on. What happened to this being the season of peace and love, he says. So Ben storms off to do a little investigating, with hilarious and somewhat heartwarming results. The part where Ben sits down to chat with the Mole Man's grandmother is quite touching, so I'll save that for your own read-through. But suffice it to say, she shows him a picture of a young mole man on Santa's lap, and Ben thinks that Santa looks awfully familiar. So later, Ben and Santa trudge down through one of the mole holes. They find the rest of the FF already fighting moloids, but Ben makes them all stop long enough to point out Santa, who announces, Yo ho ho, oh Tannenbaum! just before getting embarrassed because, by Neptune's beard, you didn't tell me Sue Storm would be here. Yep, it's none other than Namor, dressed as Santa. Priceless. The Moloids waste no time performing the Santa test, and Namor is a perfect match. And then they wait, and wait, and wait. One eternity later. Ben finally convinces the Moloids that even the real Santa can't bring back the Mole Man, and that they must return all the other Santas too. And thus did Ben peacefully resolve the situation, show a perfect example of the peace and love of the season, and all that jazz. But what happened to the Mole Man? Was there even anything to do with Santa? The FF may never know. But as they exit the room, we zoom in on the small broken snow globe with its tiny palm tree and an inscription reading, Greetings from Santa Barbara. And then we shoot to the Mole Man, relaxing on a beach, telling us he simply just wanted a vacation. 
All right, let's take a quick promo break, and I'll be back with my thoughts. Trekker Talk. A fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of Trekker Comics by creator, writer, and artist Ron Randall. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. We'll be discussing the stories, characters, and art in this excellent retro sci-fi adventure series, as well as having side conversations about other areas of fandom. We hope you'll join us as we travel from the dangerous back streets of New Gallif to the depths of outer space and everywhere in between. Trekker Talk is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at trekkertalk.com. And we're back. Oh, man, oh, man. This one is a fun little holiday romp. It feels like it's the perfect mix of funny and touching. As some of you may know, while I enjoy the FF as a concept, I rarely ever sit down and read a lot of their stories. I'm usually a fan of the versions where there are non-traditional members and so forth, but, but I digress. This is Marvel's first family here. We all know them and more or less love them. Anyway, <clears throat> my point is that this is the right mix of sweet and sappy. And to understand how, you have to mix the art and the story. I've only pointed out a couple of the jokes in the touching moments. When you see the cartoony art, and I'm not besmirching it, it is intended to be a light holiday special feel. You'll understand that this isn't meant to be the grim, gritty, overly serious comic of the early aughts. Are there faults in this story? Maybe. I mean, if you're a continuity stickler, you might be wanting to know when this happens. Just go with early in the FF career and then quit your nitpicking. This isn't meant to be a continuity story. It's meant to be fun, darn it. The art really might not be for some, but honestly, it's too cutesy to really dislike for long. You could also argue that the FF's dialogue is pure crap. People, it's almost a parody of an FF story. The characters' quirks are all dialed up to 11. Just roll with it. Needless to say, this is a fun and enjoyable story. It's right there on Marvel Unlimited, so not a ton of excuses to not read this, folks. Hopefully, regardless of your holiday traditions, you can find a way to incorporate this story in there, or at least take five minutes to read it. I hope it'll leave your heart warm and your face smiling, and if nothing else, just show up for Namor dressed as Santa. Yeah, that's worth it right there, I promise. So on that note, I will take one more quick promo break and return with some listener feedback. Greetings, podcast listener. Do you like... Or maybe... Dragon Flame! How about... Tatsuya! Or... In the year 1999, an abandoned alien battle fortress crash-landed on the planet Earth. Our most brilliant scientist and engineer spent the next 10 years reconstructing the damaged ship and studying its highly advanced space technology called Robotech. Do you remember... Our Star Blazers! Or this? The year is after Colony 195, as the world constantly changes in the chaotic era 
there are two mobile suits that could turn humans into the ultimate weapon. The Wing Zero and the Epion. Or maybe even this. After the desire for blood pools all, the only hope left is the one they call D. Or this. Gene, grappler ships dead ahead! It wouldn't be fun otherwise. Let's do it! Or... If Cardus is allowed to be reborn, she'll destroy Marmo as well as Lodos. Or have you seen the latest episode of... And just like that, everything changed. At that terrible moment, in our hearts, we knew home was a pen. Humanity, cattle. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out Anime Freaks, hosted by Dr. Bill Robinson and me, Gene Hendricks. Anime Freaks is a monthly podcast covering all things anime. It is available at 2TrueFreaks.com and on iTunes under 2 True Freaks Presents Anime Freaks. And we're back. Last episode, which covered Spectacular Spider-Man number 125, got a ton of social media interaction, and I'm very appreciative of that. Over on Twitter, we got likes and retweets from Rob Deb, Zach at Zach is Batman, Cash Flag, Ghost of the Stratosphere, Sean Ross, Longbox Crusade, Reggie Reggie, The Hammer Strikes, Big Easy 77, Jeffrey Brown, Dr. Ange, Comics in the Golden Age, Antonio Anderson, Bronze Age Babies, Jim at Canada Daredevil, Justice's First Dawn, Zach Sally, Kirby at Inkgood underscore Inkwell, Captain Outrageous, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Werewolfery Joe, Tim Price, Brian Burge, Subdued Withrop, Don Rioma, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Weasel Skull, okay, I am going to butcher this, I'm sorry, but Tarun Sarjakuvakalpa? I apologize how badly I said that, I'm sorry. Uh, Superbound, Craig McNichol, Delvin Darkweb Williams, Longbox of Darkness, Dallin Baumgarten, Superbound, Strangier, and Ebtisum. On Facebook, we got likes and shares from Reggie Hancock, Gene Hendricks, Pat Sampson, Alan Middleton, Aaron Head Moss, Al Sadano, Michael Allen Carlisle, Bill Bearer, and Jonathan Schaefer Hames. Last episode got feedback on Twitter from J. Jones Goldstein, aka Big Big Ox seven three seven, who said that was a wicked fun episode. Made me want to see if I had any issues from that time. Well, J. Jones Goldstein, I do appreciate that, and I hope you do have some issues from around that time. Be something to check out. Over on the website, which, as a reminder, is coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, we got comments from Dr. Ange and Martin Gray. Ange says, Great episode. I'm a big fan of all Spider-Women, so I was excited to hear about this until I heard you point out the many flaws. I do like this Spider-Woman costume a lot, so that alone might be a gateway to purchase. 
Maybe I'll look for this in the bargain bin, but otherwise seems better to avoid given the problems you have with the issue. Well, Ange, I don't want to dissuade anybody from filling out their collection or anything. Mostly, um, mostly it's just the podcaster I being a little too critical. It's a fun read, it really is. So, I mean, don't, don't let me dissuade you from finding your joy. Don't let me keep you from something fun. But I just don't want you to pay, you know, $5 for something that you're going to not be too happy with after. Martin Gray says, Fun show. The Wrecking Crew have never been very interesting, but they had me at Jim Mooney. Just look at the orange cat plush. And patented Jim Mooney nudity. Oh my gosh. How true. Martin continues, How I miss the Marvel Universe with this classic flavor. A poor Mrs. Muggins and Poverty Pete. Heaven. How true, Martin, how true. Both on the Jim Mooney nudity and Poverty Pete. I mean, if Peter's not down on his luck, then he's really not Peter, is he? All right, well, that seems to do it. I know this was a pretty quick read-through and everything, but I hope everybody enjoys. I didn't want to take everybody away from their holiday celebrations too much. So I will just leave you with happy holidays, regardless of what you do or don't celebrate. And I hope you come back here in the new year, where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. Poseidon himself. A swim is just what I need to revive my strength. Ah! That's not water. It's alcohol. It's drying me out, drawing the moisture from my body.